There is a spiritual disease, amen, uh, that has consumed a multitude of people that Christ considers the church of today. Uh, It's a disease or a spiritual disease that roots the following. It roots confusion. It roots doubt. It roots pride. It roots laziness. It roots sickness. Even spiritual starvation. And even to a point of defeat. Many of us here today are either infected with it or has already been consumed with it. I'm speaking about the deadly disease called idle. Being idle. Listen, the definition for being idle is this. To spend time doing nothing. To be inactive. Taking it easy. Just marking your time. Or killing time. Just to lounge or or just to loaf around. That is being idled. And that is a disease. And many of us have become spiritually immune to this disease. Blinded by its attraction and the false freedom that it offers. Our thoughts have become cloudy. Concerning what is active or to be confirmed or conformed to this place or this world. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you know when someone is or has been infected? What are the signs or the symptoms that cause that are caused by this disease? Of idolism, if that's even a word. It tells us there in Matthew 7, 16. How we can tell when someone's been infected with this disease called idol. Or being idol. And it says this. You will know them by their fruits. This is how you can tell when someone is in idol mode. When someone is just sitting back and doing nothing for the Lord. It says that you can tell by their fruits. You can tell how their character is. And what their mood swings are. And when you speak to them, you can hear the words that they say. Either it's positive or negative. You can tell whether they're joyful or not. And this is a spiritual disease that has come in and through those doors. And has affected our church Not Trinity, but I'm talking the church in general. God's church. And the world says this. That many say that the church has become a place of staleness. Saltless. Fruitless. It has become dry. It has become weak. Even to the point of being spiritually dead. We're in trouble. If our community, if we were to go and knock on the door and say, listen, what has Trinity or do you know anything about the church of Trinity Abundant Life Church? And they were to say, you know what? We never even knew there was a church there. How do they view our church? How do they view the church? Not just Trinity. I'm talking about the spiritual church of God. How do they view the church today? 
Do they see it to a point where it is stale? That it doesn't matter how many outreaches we do, the outreach is nothing but stale. It's all worthless. Have we become fruitless? Have we become dry? Have we become weak? That we, whenever we speak the word, that it's words that, 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 that cause no change in individuals. What has happened to the church? But listen. But the God we serve is in the business of reviving that which is presumed to be dead. And he has posted wanted signs stating dead or alive. It's time to get busy, church. Today I'm starting a three-week sermon series entitled Wanted Dead or Alive. God want, the, the wanted sign that he, he put, he has placed it here to revive his church. His purpose and concerning the church. Now, whether it's lifeless or fighting to stay alive, hopefully we're not, God is in the business of reviving the dead. Can you say amen? And today's sermon series starts with a promise. It starts with hope. And it starts with grace. Not only for a nation that we're going to read about, but for the spiritual church and each individual who will listen to this sermon later on or to every person that is here today. There is hope and there is grace. Can you say amen? That God wants to revive the church once again. You know, it's not just enough for us to wake up from our slumber. I've heard many sermons when it says, listen, the church needs to wake up. Can I tell you, even when a person's awake, they can still be idle. They can be wide awake and they can, they can uh, do whatever it is that they, they say they do. They can even come to church every Sunday morning. They can even attend life groups. They can be a part of ministry. But it doesn't mean that they're alive. And they can be idle. And again, how can we tell these things? It's by their fruit. Turn with me or go with me to the Old Testament. Pastor, are you going to preach in the Old Testament? Oh my gosh. It's going to rain. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. And it speaks the valley of the dry bones. Have you ever read it? It's a powerful message. And today I want to share that with you. I want to share that God is saying, look, listen, I am ready. I'm wanting to raise up a posse if you want. I I want the church to rise up. I want the church to rise up and make a stand. Ezekiel chapter 37, please bear with me. There's a lot of verses that I'm going to read this morning. But they're extremely important, and I want you to grab this. I want you to get this this morning, that when you leave today, hopefully you won't just remember the song, right? But you will understand and remember the words that God is speaking to us today. And again, it's not just for the nation that that we're going to read about, but it's for the spiritual church. It's for the church today. It's for you as an individual that God is trying to get your attention. Listen, God is coming soon. And if you look around you, all these things that are happening, all these wars and rumors of wars, all these difficulties, all these disease, everything that's happening, I shared with you several weeks ago, do not be surprised at all these things that are happening because they are to be fulfilled because Christ is coming soon. Now, yes, we need to pray. 
We need to pray that God, God, give us the strength as a church to be able to pray for all these situations and all these difficulties and all these disease wars that are happening. God, allow us to fall on our knees and to cry out to you, Lord, that you would still uh, uh, allow us to know that you are still in control. That what happens, happens. But it's, nothing happens without your permission. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14, and it reads this way. Let this minister and absorb it in your heart this morning. The hand of the Lord was on me. This is Ezekiel. And, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live again? And I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know this. Verse 4, Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter into you, and you will come to life. And I will attach, listen, tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord." Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And I was prophesying, or while I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath Prophesy, son of man, and say to it that it is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and they stood up on their feet and listen, he saw a vast army around him verse 11 listen he explains what the vision was and he said to me son of man these bones are the people of Israel they say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone we are cut off therefore prophesy and say to them this is what the sovereign Lord says my people I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I'm going to, uh, I'm, uh, I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know, then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. Isn't that powerful to know that, that Ezekiel had that vision 
of God, who God had sent him to be able to see such a vision. It was a vision, not what was going to happen in the present. It was a vision what was going to happen in the past. It was, it's a vision of what God was showing him. And he's saying, listen, prophesy. Can I tell you this morning, God is telling the church and he's speaking to you as an individual. And he says, listen, you need to prophesy. Amen. You need to speak the word of not what's going on, but about the things that are going to happen. And if you do these things, then I will make some noise and I will rattle some things and I will make it come to, to pass, declares the Lord. Wanted dead or alive. I have entitled my sermon here this morning, The Roundup. A little Western theme here today. To let you know a little bit about Ezekiel, he was a Hebrew from the tribe of Levi. And of course, it says that he was among some of the elite individuals that were captured during that time when King Nebuchadnezzar was king. And they carried them as slaves to Babylon. And it says that the people of Israel had lost all hope. And it's during this time that they were in captivity. And it says that they, were, that they, that they split and they, were, they scattered everywhere. And the church or the nation of Israel had scattered and they had lost all hope. To a point where it says, you know, it, things don't look very well for us. As a matter of fact, I think this is where we're going to die. And God gives Ezekiel a vision and he takes him into a deep valley. And it's through this event that God demonstrates his power. Amen. It's through this event that God demonstrates his power. Can you say amen? And determination to restore life back to a lost and hopeless nation. Now the vision of the valley of the dry bones is not only a message again to the nation of Israel. And I repeat that this morning, but it's, the spiritual, it's also for the spiritual church. And it's also for each individual or every believer that is here today. It is an awakening. Amen. God is saying, it is time to wake up, my brother. If you're here this morning and you're tired because of what happened yesterday, wake up, my brother. Amen. If you see somebody nodding off, give them a little elbow there on the side. Amen. And this message this morning is to let us know spiritually that God says it is an awakening. We need to wake up. It's a call. It's a roundup. I am looking for a church that I can round back up, that I can revive back again and do what it is that I have called the church to do in today's time. It is a breath of new life. Wouldn't you like to see a breath of new life come into Trinity? Wouldn't you like to see when, when you come on a Sunday morning that it's jam-packed in the parking lot, that it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? What's happening? Well, brother, maybe it's because you've come late. I don't know. But maybe it's also that, the, that God has brought a new breath into Trinity. And God has been moving with the church, and the church is doing what it had been called to do, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to tell the dying world, the lost world, your neighbors, your family, your friends, your community, in your work area, your bosses, whatever. Listen, God loves you. And share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. To the point that it says, man, I want what you have. 
I want to know what's going on with your life. What's happening? What's changed about you? I don't know what it is, but when you speak to me, man, something just comes over me. What is it that you have? And you begin to share the word of God. And it says, listen, I want to go where you go. Well, let me tell you where I go. I belong to a group of people, man, that they are so loving and caring that they're willing to help and do whatever it is that they will drop everything in a second to be able to help you out and to love and to care on you. And this is Trinity Abundant Life Church. We are at 412 Cumberland Road. And let me give you the number. Let me give you pastor's number. Let me give you his email. Let me give you his credit card number. No, don't do that. (laughs) But God has given us a message this morning, my brother, the church. He says, I want to give you a breath of new life. I want you to start again. I want you to remember, listen, it may seem that we're in a dying place. It may seem that we're kind of laid back and we're kind of idling a little bit. But God says, listen, wake up, revive once again. Look, I am calling you. I am looking for somebody. I'm looking for a church, whether it's dead or alive. But I need to use them because I am coming soon. And there are people who are hurting, who are dying, that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Before I come back, he says, because if they don't... They will be lost forever. And one day you will stand before me, church, and you will, I will ask you the question, what is it that you did for me? And how many opportunities did you and I have to be able to express the gospel and we never took that opportunity? God is wanting the church to arise from the dead and to live to what he has called us to do. It says that the people of Israel, they were lost. Their identity as a nation was gone. They felt hopeless. They were back in bondage just like the time of Egypt. And they begin to remember their past. And they begin to remember all these things that they were going through. And they said, listen, it's all over. We've already lost it. God has left us forever. And God says, look, listen, if I have declared that you will be my nation, then I will bring you back from where you're at. And I will restore everything that has been taken from you. And I will lift you back up again. And once again, people will know that you are my nation. And they felt that they would never return to their promised land. Life had been extracted from them. Listen, the worst thing to do is to see a born-again believer to know where the life has been extracted from them. Their joy, their peace, right? Everything that God had placed in their heart, it saddens my heart, amen? Again, this morning we were talking about some things. And I said, Lord, I pray that I will not be very judgmental anymore. I pray, God, that when somebody or I see something, that I know that, it, that God, that you would put it in my heart and says, listen, my heart cries out for that person. Because maybe God, they're going through something, but God, it's not the place or or the area that God wants them to be in. And Lord, help me to pray for them, to know that God, uh, I may not be able to do something physically, but spiritually I can pray for them. And the worst thing to do is to see a church, it's to see an individual that life has been extracted from them and no longer joy, no longer peace, no longer wants to be a part of ministry, no longer wants to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And it says, listen, the church has hurt me. I have seen things in the church and the church has done things that has taken me away from that. And this is the way that the people of Israel felt during that time. They felt that they were, they were worthless. There was nothing. 
nothing else for them. They felt in bondage. This is the life that God had given us, the promise of being free. He says it had been extracted from them and they felt lost almost to the point of death. And as born again believers, my brother, it talks to us as a church as well. We serve a God who can revive that which seemed to be dead. He can bring you back to life. That's just the kind of God we serve. Amen. So the purpose of the vision through Ezekiel was or is to inspire the nation with hope, to revive it back and be active again, a holy nation and to build a mighty army. Can you see, man? No matter how dried up, listen, no matter how dried up or inactive we may be, as a church or individual, the sign that has been posted becomes a a decree that God can restore us to life through His Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. If we as a church or individual feel that we're completely drained, we need to learn to get on our knees once again. And we we need to learn to cry out to God and say, God, Listen, forgive me. Forgive me for what I have done or what I have put you through, but bring me back that breath that was breathed in me when I first accepted you as Lord and Savior. On that day when I came to the altar or on that day as I was sitting there or as I was listening to a song or on that day when I was in a camp meeting or in a, in a, in a, a youth rally or whatever type of rally and God, you called me, you distracted, you brought me to the front and God, there was breath that came in me and I've never been the same since. That's what I want again. And that's what we need to cry out to the Lord. Revive us once again. Listen, the church should not be isolated. And sometimes people think that the church is in a state of idleness concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ. So pastor, what must we do as a church, uh, as an individual to bring back life or or, or to bring back and, and once again bear good fruit. Can I tell you, God wants us to be a church that bears good fruit. He wants you as an individual to bear good fruit and not to be idle. So what must we do to be able to do this? Well, we go back to the scriptures that we read. And the first thing that you and I have to understand, not only as the church, but as individuals, The first thing is that we need to be in tune with Christ. Verse 1 says, The hand of the Lord was on me. This was Ezekiel. You see, he was in tune with Christ. In order for us to be in tune with Christ is that we need to talk to him every day. And in order for us to talk to him every day, we need to pray. We need to be a church of prayer. In order for God to revive the church and says, listen, I want to bring life into you, but I can't do it if I can't communicate with you. And Ezekiel, it says that the hand of the Lord was upon me. It says that he was with him. He understood. He knew the direction. He knew whatever it is that God was going to tell him. He knew his voice. How many honestly here could, take the, could actually recognize God's voice if he was speaking to you? Or how many here would say, well, you know, Pastor, I, I don't know. I've tried. I've, you know. How in tune are you with Christ? 
So we need to be in tune. We must search for God. As a church in general, as individuals, we must learn to search for Him. This is the reason why, for the Roundup, right? You guys ever seen Western movies? And it is, you know, when they have, there's, there's a wanted poster of a, of a particular person. What's the very first thing they do? The, the sheriff comes out, right? The deputy, all right, who's going to go with me? We're going to form a posse, and we're going to go look for this guy. And whether he's, we want him either dead or alive, but we're going to find him, right? And he rounds up these individuals. Can I tell you that God is saying, look, I am looking for a church that is searching for me. One that is in tune with me. That knows exactly what it is that I want them to do as an individual, as a church. Be in tune with praying and searching for me. First Chronicles 16.11 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Listen, we can't just go to our knees when we're going through something, my brother. We can't just go to our knees just whenever we, 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 we need something from God. God says, I want to be in tune with you. We constantly, continually have to search for Him. You want to be revived? We constantly have to understand that God is calling us. Can you say amen? Jeremiah 29, 12-14. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will hear you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. We need to search for the Lord. In order for Him to search or to find our heart, we need to, have, we need to be in tune with Him. And here Ezekiel says, The hand of the Lord was on me. I knew exactly it was God speaking to me. I knew that when in the middle of the night, when I was asleep, dead asleep, and it felt so good in my covers, I knew exactly when I woke up and I couldn't sleep anymore, I knew that it was God's voice saying, listen, get up. There is something that I want to show you, something that I want to teach you. I want you to revive, get excited again. Look, search for me. There is something that I want to show you. And that is knowing God's voice. Church, we can't sit around anymore. One day you're going to come in, I'm going to remove all these chairs, and you're going to have to stand through the whole service. We can't sit around anymore. We need to be serious. We can't be idle and then expect results. We can't expect that God's going to do great things and you come and you hear about Him and you say the amens and you lift up your hands. Pastor, that's good. That's good word, Pastor. That's great. That's, that's good teaching. And that's all we do. And there's no action. It doesn't work that way. And then we expect results. Pastor, we've tried. You know, how many times are you going to stand up there and say these things and things happen, and things go by, and days go by, but nothing happens. Brother, what have you been doing? Have you been idle? And God says, I want to revive you. He must be in control. Jeremiah 45, 6 and 7 says, So that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, people may know there is none besides Him. I am the Lord, and there is no other for from the light, and, uh, uh, from the I from the light and create darkness. I bring pro uh, prosperity and create disasters. 
I, the Lord, do all these things. Listen, God is in control. And we need to be in tune. Second, we need to open our eyes, my brothers. We need to open our spiritual eyes. We need to ask God, God, remove these blinders. Remove these, these, uh, these, uh, uh, these things that have covered our eyes. And no longer do we see people with compassion. No longer do we see uh, coming together and fellowshipping as something important in my life. Remove all these things. You know, no longer do I have anything that I, in common. Or no longer do I want to participate. No longer do I want to sit down and read your word. No longer do I feel that I need need to read the scriptures. No longer do I want to be a part of any other kind of activity. I just want to go day by day, God, and I want to relax. I want to do things. Yes, when I have the opportunity and whenever it's convenient for me, I want to go and I want to worship you and I want to do these things. I want to go to Neiman Marcus first and do all that I have to do, do my nails, all these other things, and then I will give you time. And God says, listen, you need to open your eyes. We need to open our spiritual eyes, my brother. There are things that are happening around us that we, have, we are blinded to. And if the church is dead and if we are dead as individuals, there are things that are happening not only in our lives, but there are things happening within our family. Hello? There are things that are happening around our community, our family, our friends, everywhere. Even within our own church, there are things that are happening, but our eyes are so blinded by the enemy. We have allowed compromise to come into our lives. We have allowed idolism. Again, that's not even the word, but to be idle, to come into our lives and just to sit there and ignore everything and, and, and pretend that everything's okay. And we need to open our eyes. Verse 2 says, I saw a great many bones, bones that were very dry. These people with no life uh, needed Christ in their life once again. First John 5, 12, through 12 says, whoever has the son of life Whoever does not have the Son, I'm sorry, whoever has the Son has life. And whoever does not have the Son does not have life. Listen, we need to open our spiritual eyes and say, God, I need you in my life. I need you to be a part of all that I do. Revive me once again. Waken me up once again. Remove those scales from my eyes. I want to be in tune with you. I want to see what you see. And sometimes that's kind of scary to say. Because if God truly allowed us to see what he sees, we wouldn't be able to make it in this world. And we need to open our eyes. There's a song that is sung, and I'm not sure who's seen it. It says, uh, Lord, show me your glory. Lord, show me your glory. Can I tell you that if we were actually to see his glory, we would not make it. God can't dwell where there is sin. And it says that their bones were bleached and white and dry. And spiritually speaking, they had no life in them. And God allowed Ezekiel to see these bones that were there. And he asked him the question, do you think these bones can come to life again? And if it would have been me, I probably would have questioned God. But look at Ezekiel's response. He says, Lord, only you know. Only in your time. There is absolutely nothing that is impossible for you. 
And if these bones are dried to the driest, and it seems that there is no life in them, God, I know I serve a God who can come and restore and put all these things back together like a puzzle and make them come to life once again. And next, we need to learn to speak the word, my brother. Verse 4 says, prophesy, speak to these bones. They say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord today. We have authority. Hello. God has given us authority to open our mouth and to speak. If we want things to happen, we need to learn to prophesy. We need to learn to speak. If we're going through situations, if we see things that are happening and we see them from far off and we go over here and we're mo- you know, uh, muttering and saying all these things, God says, listen, if you were only to open your mouth and say, God, do something, help me, help me to be able to understand, you know, prophesy to whatever it is, sickness, be gone, disease, leave, right? All these things, God, uh, uh, stand up and walk, all these, it's because the word was spoken. And God has given the church that authority to be able to speak to those that are sick, that are, that are hurting, that God says, listen, I can, I can restore all these things, whatever it is that has been taken from you, if we only speak the word and prophesy, God says, I will make things happen. But we have to do it in his name, my brother. We have to be in tune with God. We need to search for Him. We can't just go out and pretend that we know the Word. Amen? And we begin to do it. It, it happens like uh, 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 the men that went out, right? And, 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 uh, 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 and they begin to, 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 to uh, cast out demons. And the demon says, listen, I know the God of Abraham. or I know, I, know who, I know who Christ is. I know who Jesus is. But in whose name do you come? And it says that the, the, the possessed turned on them and it says that it stripped them and it left them naked and they ran out running because they tried to do things on their own way. And God says, listen, I've given the church the authority to be able to speak those words. We have authority. Luke ten nineteen says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Pastor, I'm afraid. Listen, God is with you and nothing will harm you. It is living water when we speak words. Listen, Isaiah 44, 3 says, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. John 4, 14 says, But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Amen. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of living water. Amen. Up into eternity. If we've been extracted, my brother, it's through his word that springs of living water will come back to life in us again. And John 7, 38, listen, I give you a lot of scriptures because they reference to what I'm trying to let you know this morning. That it's not Pastor Mike that's saying these words, that I'm not just coming up with something. It's through the scriptures. And this is how we have to live. This is how we have to walk. This is what's going to guide us. This is how we're going to know that this is the truth. And John 7, 38 says, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. Hallelujah. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from their hearts. 
Next, we have to be obedient to his word. Verse 7a says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Listen, the church, God has commanded the church to arise. God has given us a commandment. He said, listen, I give you all authority. Go and baptize, right? And preach the gospel to every nation. It's a command. It's not a question. It's not, well, you know, if you have time, it's a command. And we need to be obedient to the word of God. Luke eleven twenty eight says, And he replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. For God has no boundaries, can I tell you. And I thank God this morning that God has no boundaries. He has no limits. Luke 1, 37 says, For with God nothing will be impossible. Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked at them and he said, With man this is impossible. Man can't do it. But with God, all things are possible. Listen, God can restore the church once again. God can bring these bones, these dry bones that the church has been feeling all this time. God can restore these dry bones in me as an individual where I've been feeling like I haven't been doing it. I've been idle for all this time. I thought that I'd been doing something, but actually I haven't. God can says, I can take those dry bones and I can put all those bones back together. I can mend all those tendons and all those muscles and all the blood flow and I could put skin upon it and I could blow breath into it but in order for that to happen I need somebody to help me speak the word and that is you and I the church and then we have to understand that through all this there is hope my brother Ecclesiastes 9 4 says yet with God there is even hope where there were, appears to be no life. And listen, when we speak the word, when we're in tune with God, and we begin to say to these things, and we say to these mountains, move, they will move. And the last thing is when we speak, expect things to happen. Listen, this is where faith comes in, my brother. This is where faith comes in. We need to expect things are going to happen. If you've been praying for a while for for things that are going on either in your life or in your job, if you've been praying, God, you know, open doors of opportunity for something. God, I pray that you would use me in ministry in some way. And we begin to speak the word. And we are in tune with God. And God's been ministering to us. And God wakes us up in the middle of the night. I don't know why God does that, but he loves to do that. He loves to wake you up in the middle of the night. And not just, you know, right, but when you're getting comfortable, when you're like at that point where it's like you're a deep sleep, all of a sudden, and your eyes open it's like oh my gosh what's going on and you're tossing and you're turning and you feel your spirit within you it begins to move you and you says okay God I guess you want to speak to me and, and you get up and you says you know and, and you pardon yourself and you walk over and you go to your, your, your prayer closet and you begin to pray and God begins to communicate with you and he begins to, to let you know some of these things of what's going on what it is that is happening and you begin to speak these words and now you're in tune with him and God says look listen this is what I want you to prophesy this is what I want you to say I want you to speak to your family and I want you to let them know that there is nothing impossible for me and whatever it is that they're going through whatever it is that they're asking for I will complete it and when you speak these words 
Oh, it says that when Ezekiel saw and he prophesied the word, he heard a noise. Listen, when God moves, when he speaks, things are going to happen. There's going to be movement. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of all the things that are happening right now. Be concerned. Be in tune with me, he says. Know my word. Know what I have said. That in order for me to come back, these things must happen. Be in tune and speak the word. And say, listen, Jesus loves you. Christ died for you and he's coming back. And I've been praying for you. And watch God move. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Pastor Mike Piscina of Trinity Abundant Life Church. If you're ever in the area, please stop by and join us for corporate worship every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 412 Cumberland Drive in Austin, Texas, 78704. If you would like more information, feel free to call us at area code 512-447-4711. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Trinity ALC. Thank you and have a blessed day.